Dennis, recently there's been some concerns raised about the marketing of natural health products or supplements, um, suggesting that they might be unnecessary or even dangerous. What's, what's your comment on this? Jane, this is uh, another example of the way in which presently our industry, our profession, uh, is being challenged by those that do not have the confidence in it that, that we do. And recently there was a media suggestion that the things that I talk about, the things that we prescribe, the things that we sell are unnecessary and in some cases dangerous. I'd like to take up that uh, challenge this morning and uh, talk a little bit about it. Health Naturally and Dennis Stewart is here. We can talk about supplements, but we're also talking about your topics. Yvonne from Morpeth. And Yvonne, your question's about balance. Yes. Hello, Yvonne. Hello, Dennis. How are you? I'm very well. That's good. Dennis, could you just help me um, to know if there's anything that you could recommend that might help my balance? Okay. I'll ask I've you... had a couple of falls, nasty ones too. Oh, dear, dear. That's no good, is and it? I've broke, broken ribs. Okay. Yvonne, how long have you been battling with your balance problem? <clears throat> Quite a while, but it seems to be getting worse, Dennis. Okay. Now, you've obviously discussed this with your doctor. Yes, he doesn't seem to know what to do. Have you been, re- <laughs> have you been referred to... Any specialist, like a neurologist or anything like that? No, I want, he's going, next time I have to go for some scripts, he's going to give me a referral to an ENT specialist. Oh, OK. That's good. That's good. Well, yeah, he, yeah. He, he, he's, he knows what he's doing. Look, well, I hope. Uh, you've, you've, you've uh, had this problem a long time and yeah. you've had a, th- a few falls as a result of it. Only two in the last three or four weeks. But I haven't had any falls prior. But you've been... You've been uh, Dizzy prior to this, have you? Yes, I get a bit of vertigo, but it yes. comes and it goes. Okay. And I, and I do my exercises, you know, turning to yes. the left and the right, looking up and see if your eyes wobble. Good, good. Um, and sometimes it does and sometimes they don't. Okay. Now, but I feel, I feel like I'm really wobbly on my legs and, okay. and, and everywhere. Okay. Yvonne, are you taking very much medication from your doctor? No, you're on I take a blood pressure tablet. Okay, now and you, um, mm-hmm. yeah. you've had you've had your your doctor and your pharmacist look at your medication to make sure there's nothing there that could be contributing to it. Um, well, it's really only the Omatex that takes the blood pressure. Okay, well, look, the, the prescription well, medicine. One one of the things that I always encourage uh, people that uh, have these sorts of how can you call them, unrecognised or problematical conditions, is to discuss with their doctor and, and their pharmacist, uh, yes. is there any possibility that this medication that I am taking may yes. contribute to this? In the vast majority of cases, there is no connection, but it's not a bad yes. thing to do because yes. I find in my practice that very frequently um, I can locate in what a patient might be uh, taking that yes. could be associated with their condition, yes. and very frequently that has proven to be correct. If yes. you haven't done this, run it past your GP and your pharmacist. Yes. In, in the interlude, in the interlude, um, I have mentioned on this program over the years uh, a herb that is sometimes useful for some levels of balance problems, particularly those that might be associated with ear, nose and throat problems, which your doctor yes. is thinking around. Now, yes. the, the, the name of the herb, it's an English herb, which I've mentioned before, called wood betony. Oh, I think I've had that before. I've got that from you. B-E-T-O-N-Y. 
B-E-T-O-N-Y. Now, look, that is like many herbs. It's a very safe remedy. Uh, If taken in a correct dose over an extended period of time, it, it may may lessen the severity of it, particularly yeah. if, it's, if it's coming from yeah. your ear, nose or throat uh, situation. Yeah. Um, that would be one of the things that I would recommend. If your specialist comes up with an ear, nose and throat problem, maybe something like eustachian tube blockage or something like that, that, yeah. also, that is also very amenable to yeah. pharmaceutical and to natural medicine. But in the yeah. interlude, in the interlude, until you see your specialist, yeah. um, try wood betony. Can I buy that at the pharmacy, Dennis? If you've got a, if you have a a, a compounding pharmacist, as I'm sure you would have up there, they yeah. would, they would, or may have it. If not, they would be able to get it for you. It's oh, a, okay. it's a fairly readily available liquid extract. Right. See, I've had, um, I've been taking blood pressure tablets now for about twelve years. Yes, that's, and that's there's, right. there's nothing ever been like this before. Okay. And look, as I said earlier. It may not and probably isn't associated with your medication, yeah. but yeah. but it is always wise to run it past your GP and your pharmacist yeah. just yeah. to be sure that yeah. uh, it hasn't crept up on you. All right, David Dennis. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Yvonne. And thank you, Yvonne. This is Health Naturally on 2NURFM via your phone app at this very moment. If not on your radio or your computer, who knows? There are multiple ways of listening to our programs. Kathy's rung in from Spears Point. Kathy, you've got a question about fibromyalgia. Yes. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Kathy. How are you? Um... My pain is excruciating. Oh, dear, dear. You've got fibromyalgia, have you? Yes. yes. How long have you been struggling with it, Cathy? Um, I was diagnosed um, early last year. Yes. And are you... And, um, Go on. I was put on Symbolka. Yes, yes. And I, I just find... The pain comes and goes. Mm-hmm. Has your doctor had you on prednisone or a steroid? Not yet. I'm yet to go back to the specialist. Okay. Look, it is a condition that is troublesome to treat, and sometimes, sometimes steroid management is the only way to get some uh, relief from the condition. Uh, if, if you are still in so much pain after so much time, I think I think you would be wise to uh, pursue the uh, meeting with your specialist, who may well, uh, for a period of time, put you on steroid treatment, which uh, is very very successful normally in ameliorating the pain. Now, um, people sort of raise their eyebrows when their doctor or specialist might mention uh, steroid, but steroid medication. Uh, frequently is the only thing that could give relief for some conditions and your specialist or your doctor would be the first to have you off the steroid if and when uh, the pain condition reached the point where it could be challenged by taking you off that medication. So I would suspect that that's probably where you're heading for but I will mention one or two things that might be useful in the interlude prior to your seeing the specialist that may perhaps give you a little bit of relief. Now, in our literature, in the British Herbal Pharmacopoeia, which I frequently mention on the program, there is a South, a South African herb called Devil's Claw. 
I know it sounds a terrible name. Uh, many herbs have terrible names, I can assure you. Fortunately, it has a botanical name called Arpagophytum, but just remember Devil's Claw, a South African herb that is indicated for various forms of myalgia. It would be worthwhile giving it a go. You're at Spears Point, you could easily get round to a health food store there that would have that in an encapsulated form. It's not a difficult herb to get. I would suggest a trial on devil's chloride in a therapeutic dose. And in as much that is fibromyalgia, I find that a lot of people do well on the combination known as Astragalus 8, which can be pursued in a tablet or a liquid form. So there are two things which, if I were in your situation, prior to going down the pathway for stronger medication, I would try uh, therapeutic doses of the herb known as devil's claw, reinforced by the immune system supportive agent known as astragalus 8. Thank you, Dennis. Give it a go, Kathy. You've got everything to gain and nothing to lose. do hope that helps, Kathy. Peter's rung in from Morissette and your carotid arteries. You've got questions about that, Peter. I do, yes. Hello, Peter. Hi, Dennis. Um, I have a build-up in my carotid arteries and they're threatening all sorts of surgical things. Is there anything that could possibly dissolve that build-up or...? Peter, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, okay. Um, we can be very um, theoretical and mention, um, you know, this herb or that herb. But look, the carotid arteries are the carotid arteries. Yeah. You'd, you'd realise their importance. Very, If yeah. If you are being guided by your vascular surgeon down this pathway, I don't think you have any option and I would encourage you to p- pursue it confidently. Okay, then. Um, now, I'm taking statins to keep my cholesterol yes, down, yes. but it's, uh, it's not a, not a food-related cholesterol correct. thing. It's just a genetic thing. That's my correct. mother had the same thing. Yes, yes. Um, I find statins very difficult to keep taking. They just make mm. me so very tired and mm. just listless. Well, look, my, my, obviously here in this situation, you need to be on a statin. I, I, have, yep. I have said, and you have probably heard me say, that I'm not a fan of statins either, but there are situations where they are absolutely and utterly necessary. And here you're, it's not just a case of, uh, uh, how can I call it, getting a moderately elevated level of cholesterol down to normal, which very frequently you can do without um, statins. Yep. Here, your medical managers have got you on something that's absolutely necessary to keep it at rock bottom in order to stop any further development in this problem prior to a surgical intervention. What, what I detect from the literature, and again, your doctor or, or your specialist would be best to guide you on this, is that frequently one statin uh, is more tolerated than another statin. I have tried, I think, four so far. So you've been on a few, have you? You've, you've, been, I, you've been the Lipitor, you've been the Crestor and the, all that spectrum of things? Yes, yeah, someone okay. rose a statin now. Okay, which is... yeah, yeah. Well, look, um, unfortunately, um, there is not a lot that can be offered to, um, how can I call it, make you more amenable to that. If you, as I said, if you are not in such a critical condition, I'm sure your GP would probably say, well, look, let's try you on, on Isotrol, which is a, a non-statin medication, which is very useful also. But um, the, the statin I'm taking is combined with Isotrol. Okay, so. Yes. Well, you, you, you put it this way. As far as I'm concerned, the people managing you are right up there with what they, what they are doing for you. 
it's just unfortunate that until this thing is cleared, are you lined up for surgical procedure? No, they keep monitoring the build-up every year with a Doppler okay. scanny thing. Has there been um, has there been any reduction over that no, period? No, uh, it's up to one side sixty five percent now, and they said if it gets to about seventy or seventy five, then they have to operate. Oh, absolutely, is it both both carotids? Is it? Uh, one one side 65%, the other's 55%. So. Look, I'd, Peter, I'd desperately like to be able to make a suggestion yeah. to you, but in this situation, our system hasn't got a lot to offer for you. All righty. Could I ask you one more thing? Of course, Peter. I've got a... The doctor's diagnosed a little bit of eczema in my... Just in the beginning of my ear canal. Yes. Would the GA cream be suitable for that? I would think in that area it would be very effective okay. and, and I would uh, have no problems in saying to you, give it a try. GA cream, as you know, is not a steroid, but yep. it mimics the effect of, of low-grade steroid. Give All it right. a go. Thank you so much. Thanks, Peter. This is Health Naturally. And, uh, Dennis, I think we do have a call okay. here and uh, we will take that call now. Hello, who are we talking to? Ah, it's Bob, is it? It is. Bob, you've rung in from Warners Bay, and you'd like Dennis's thoughts. You can ask him yourself. Hello, Bob. Good afternoon, Dennis. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good. Dennis, good. I take bio-organic cranberry 10,000 tablets. Yes. For my bladder. Yes. Um, they are no longer available in Australia, from what I can find. Okay. And I'm having trouble finding a substitute for them. Okay, look... Cranberry's cranberry, uh, and um, you should be able to locate a preparation that uh, competes with it as far as dosage, or if the dosage is not exactly the same, you may be able to take multiple uh, doses of the preparation. But um, I'm surprised when you say that it's not available because cranberry is pretty well the backbone of a natural medicine approach for dealing with... uh, bladder and urinary tract conditions. Um, have you been to your local health food store there at Waters Bay and, and checked them out I, on, on alternative brands? I have. Um, they can give you all sorts of combinations of cranberry with other product in it okay. or much lower or much higher dosage. But okay. to actually get the 10,000 dosage, I'm beating my head against the wall. Well, if the, if the dosage is a bit more elevated... Um, that wouldn't worry me too much. Yeah, it's in relation to the fact that I actually have an artificial bladder. Okay, yeah. Uh, the, yep. dosage, the dosage is quite critical. Okay. Um, uh, I'm sure you can appreciate if it's too high, yep. changes all the levels, and next thing sure. you've got UTIs. Right. And Sure. Look, uh, Bob, I, I think I could help you out, but I'd have to retreat to my rooms and do a bit of uh, research um, on what cranberry is available professionally, and by yep. that I mean for practitioner use only, that may be able to meet your critical dosage requirement. Um, uh, contact my rooms at the end of the program. I'll be back there at about one thirty or 2 o'clock, and uh, yep. if you stay on the switch, the, uh, the receptionist there will give you my um, telephone number, and I will be, I'll happily... Uh, talk to you and see what 
products are available at a professional level that will allow you to take it in the critical dose that you say is required. So don't give up. I'm sure we can work around it for you. And in your situation, I desperately want to help you. So contact me. Absolutely. Thank you, Dennis. I appreciate it. Thank you, Bob. So stay on the line, Bob, and Sally will take your details in just a moment. So that gives us a moment, Dennis, to talk a little bit about supplements. Now, some people have raised concern about supplements Mm. or at least the marketing of Mm. them. So can you give us some ideas of where you think – well, first of all, maybe we should say what what are supplements. The term supplement is frequently used in our industry to refer to things like vitamins – Uh, minerals and herbs and they are things which are usually freely available over the counter and are marketed by health food stores and increasingly by our pharmacies and they are things that people source themselves to uh, seek to help themselves uh, manage their health or deal with some of their health problems and uh, it's it's an industry and a profession now that is monumental all around the western world there's been some criticism that the products that are used uh, in the in the industry and by the profession, uh, A, don't work, and B, are dangerous. Well, all that I can say is that I've been practising for 40 years and I think I have the right to question that interpretation or that attitude. What I would say, in fairness to those that criticise the use of supplements, challenge their efficacy, or question um, whether or not they're dangerous, is this. Anything even a natural substance, if used indiscreetly and outside the dosage parameters that are usually on the labelled product and used uh, sometimes for conditions for which they're not meant to be used, anything such as this can be a problem. Rarely does it happen, but it can occur, and I have seen it happen, where people willy-nilly purchase supplements, too many, taken over too long a period of time in incorrect dosages and may very, very rarely feel unwell as a result. So the argument that supplements can do harm is valid if they are used indiscreetly, if they are used ignorantly, if they are used in the wrong dosage and for the wrong condition. And this is where, in defence of our retailers, our health food stores and our pharmacists, they're professionals. Very rarely do I see... Uh, them not advising people correctly on the use of a supplement, uh, the days are generally gone when it was just a matter of selling supplements for the sake of it. These days, the selling of a supplement is with the view of meeting a client's particular needs and seeking to help them with a health problem. So with reference to the danger issue, I come back to the point and emphasise it. Very rarely do we see any manifestation of this And danger only occurs when I've said when a person takes a substance uh, in in a dose that's not regulated for a condition that's not required and takes it perhaps for too long a period of time without advice. As far as efficacy goes, do these things work? No one, in my opinion, can better testify to the efficacy of some of our supplements than myself. I've made my living for 40 years in prescribing predominantly herbs and will argue with anyone that herbal medicine is a viable, effective and cost-effective system of medicine. It may not be as fancy uh, and packaged as well as some of the modern-day prescriptions, 
but herbal medicine in particular, and I, and I go and support the vitamin and minerals also, do give, give results. The best argument for this, Jane, being people are not fools. People pay for these things. They're not supported generally uh, by, the, uh, by the, uh, the government uh, pharmaceutical system. People have to pay for them. They do not, generally speaking, pay out money on supplements, herbs, vitamins and minerals unless they're doing them some good. At the end of the day, that's the big argument which deflates the contention that these things aren't workable and do you no good. So there's a short defence of what has recently been put forward in the media that the things that we use, oh, they're dangerous, and the things that we use, hey, they don't work, you're wasting your money and putting yourself at risk. I question that and challenge that, and certainly in my opinion I take issue with it. Health Naturally on 2NURFM, taking your calls, your questions for Dennis Stewart today, 49216216. And can, what are some of the conditions that you've found? That's a good question, Supplements Jane. to be very useful. Look, I thought a, a lot about this when, when I watched a program recently. I find that supplements, and I'm talking about herbs, vitamins and minerals, they are particularly useful for what I would call the management of of chronic conditions, where a a patient may have a condition that's not resolvable, but which can be helped or supported by the use of non-prescription medication. Uh, For instance, a good example of that would be someone who, say, is struggling with uh, ophthalmological problems. They're under a good ophthalmologist, but they're suffering, say, a bit of diabetic retinopathy, macular degeneration, the use of bilberry, as many people uh, do, is a useful supplement which people are aware of, they only have to get on the net to check it out, as being something that they could, with their ophthalmologist's knowledge, append to the treatment they may be receiving in order to lift their game and give themselves a better option for doing that. Look also at conditions uh, like peripheral conditions, a difficult condition to treat even in the mainstream. A lot of elderly people will experience peripheral circulatory distress. Here, herbs, in my opinion, work brilliantly, and this knowledge is creeping through, I suggest, even to the mainstream, so that my introduction of ginkgo biloba into medicine in this country 25, maybe 30 years ago now, I gave the first lectures on it at Blackmore's seminar, um, the role of ginkgo in promoting improvement in peripheral circulation and overcoming or helping overcome or manage conditions like intermittent claudication is so well documented that elderly people that get onto this very, very frequently admit that it has helped their experience of circulatory distress, particularly where that is also characterised by lesions on the extremities, such as varicose ulcers or varicose eczema. So there are two areas which tend to emphasise the role in which people with chronic conditions seek to augment their medical management by looking for natural supplements from their pharmacy or health food store that will not contradict what their doctor or specialist is doing, but at a very safe level augment the management they might be receiving. That's a very, very classic area. There are others, of course, that we may take up as well. We may indeed. But in the meantime, Kirsty has rung in from Raymond Terrace. You've got a question, Kirsty, for Dennis about endometriosis. 
Yes, hello, Dennis. How are you today? Oh, very well, Kirsty. How are you? Yes, not too bad, thank good, you. Good, good, good. Um, I have stage four endometriosis, oh, nasty, and yes. have had yes, I've had surgery and uh, several several miscarriages. Yes, um, which is you know obviously a painful and emotional time. Yes. And many, I'm on many many support groups on yes. Facebook. Um, yes. Many women go through very very yes. similar experiences. Yes. So basically, I mean, endometriosis is becoming so much uh, a widespread issue, and I, the cure is probably decades away. But my my question is, is what what can women do to perhaps slow down, you know, the estrogen dominance associated okay. with with endometriosis, and and perhaps help themselves prevent further miscarriages? If if mm. if there's anything, any supplements that would you know, that you can recommend. Yeah. Because I know many, yeah. many yeah. women who are in similar situations. Sure, sure. You've got a very intelligent understanding of this problem, Kirsty, and I congratulate you for your understanding of it. I remember coming back from Perth on one occasion, that long flight back, and reading a, a book that I'd not read on endometriosis hitherto, mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. astonished. I was astonished to read that endometriosis uh, occurs occurs in very, very young women hitherto yeah. considered not to be candidates for this condition. And mm-hmm. I was quite taken back, back with it. I yeah. know a fair amount of on endometriosis. Obviously, I can't say a lot on radio. Time nearly goes. But I'm yeah. reflecting on a patient that I'll probably be uh, talking about at a seminar that I'll be giving in Sydney next uh, Saturday, uh, a Blackmores yeah. Run seminar where I'm expected to talk on endometriosis. I'll talk. Right. I'll talk about this patient in particular, who, like you, was terribly compromised with endometriosis. Her right. tube tubes were terribly occluded, and she, yeah. like you, had experienced uh, a number of miscarriages. She yeah. had gone down, down the pathway of the normal medication that you would know. Um, And I had at that stage began to use uh, a combination uh, treatment that did incorporate the herb Vitex Agnes Castus. Now, I'm not sure whether you know of Vitex Agnes Castus, but I consider it, and I'll put myself out on a bit of a limb here, I consider it to be probably uh, one of the most remarkable natural remedies that has what you have adequately referred to as an estrogen balancing effect. I prefer to use the term estrogen balance, and for the sake of listeners, endometriosis tends to feed on on estrogen, and the treatment tends to be within the mainstream to try to block that. Uh, What we tend to do using Vitex is perhaps not exactly that, because it doesn't block it per se, but what it tends to do is balance it more in the favour of the progesterone side of the of the situation, well, right. the case was remarkable, uh, and I um, have the 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 patient's letter, etc., that was written to me on Vitex Agnes Castus. Um, she uh, defied all medical um, interpretations and prognoses. She fell pregnant. Unfortunately, she she lost one of the twins, but the other twin went on and is a vibrant lad. He'd be probably now in his 20s, 30s even. So um, all that I would say, and I I don't want anyone to interpret what I'm saying as, oh, Dennis Stewart's got the cure for endometriosis. That that would be fallacious and and wouldn't do justice to my reputational practice. But what I would say is this. I believe that Vitex Agnes Castus in the correct dosage, by the way, the herb is known as Chase Tree, 
a, a yeah. magical, yeah. Be- a beautiful tree, which you can purchase, in fact, from your garden centre. The berries, yeah. the berries on it are extracted. Uh, the chemistry of it is very well known. Uh, and um, if I was a lady in your situation who had exhausted all other avenues of support, I would yeah. seek out some Vitex Agnes Castus. And um, if you were to write to my rooms, I could give you information on dosage, etc., because that's just as critical as the taking of the herb. It's something. Yeah. To, it's something to look at. Please uh, don't go out there sprouting, saying that I've cured the situation. That, no, no, that, I wouldn't that, do that. But, no, I wouldn't but do you, that. <laughs> you, you, you Google, you Google Vitex Agnes Castus yeah. dash endometriosis and see what you come okay. up with. That would be fantastic, yes. Look, I'm fascinated to hear uh, more about, obviously, endometriosis and learning how women can can escape infertility. Um, I mean, surgery along with um, supplements, I think, is the best uh, place for most people, depending on the stage. But, you know, obviously... For me, I'm at a stage where I need to move forward with something alternative. So uh, look, thank I'll, you so I'll, much I'll for be, your time. I'll, be, I'll do my best to help you with correspondence, etc., because I know thank where you're you. at. I've helped and yeah. treated people in the situation all my career, and um, yeah. if I can help, I'd be happy to do so. Thank you so much, Dennis, for your time today. Thank you. So, Kirsty, if you'd like to stay on the line um, and speak to Sal, and she can give you the address for Dennis's rooms. This is Health Naturally on 2NURFM, and we're taking your calls. Debbie from Brankston. Now, Debbie, your son has an injury to a nerve in his lower back that you'd like to ask Dennis about. Yes, he does, yes. Hello, Debbie. How are you, Dennis? Good. Good. Yeah, um, he has a condition. I I don't know the name. It starts with spon. Spondylitis. <laughs> um, um, yeah, Spondylitis. he's broken mm. the two bones down the bottom of his yes. spine that come off your spine. They're broken. Yes, have been broken. Yes, yes. and and which is pushing one of his discs out. Oh dear. And yeah. um, the nerves getting trapped in that di- look at different injuries he has or different movements. Yes, his nerve will get trapped. Yes. Um. All that his doctor has him on, he's under a really good specialist good. in Sydney. Good. Um, good. And they've, they give him, they treat him with um, just anti inflammatories. Yes. Um, and um, he's had a bit of acupuncture and, and things like that. And um, But I was just wondering whether or not there might be some sort of herbal remedy or, or some cream to rub into ease okay. the pain. He's, like, he's mobile. Sometimes when when he if he hurts and that nerve pinches, yes. he he can be down for like two okay. weeks. Well, look, you'd uh, you'd need to run this past your GP, but uh, there is a way of perhaps helping this topically. Let me explain to you: there are certain substances which inhibit the uh, the signal for pain to occur. Now, I'm keeping it simple here. There's a more physiological explanation, but. Uh, what it basically means is some substance when when there are or substances when they're applied over the surface or the area where the pain yep. is being generated from can actually dampen down the transmission of the pain signal now there's nothing new in this the major um, agent that's used is an oleoresin of capsicum and this this uh, is found for instance in a product that's usually used to, to treat um um, things like um, shingles, which is, can be very, very 
painful, the condition known as post-hepatic neuralgia is quite an excruciating and painful condition for which Zostrix, which is based on the oleoresin of capsicum, is used. So there's nothing new in the fact that some constituents from herbs can lessen the transmission of pain and make the condition a little bit more bearable. Your pharmacist or your doctor would be aware of this. There are other preparations, things that contain arnica and capsicum in combination, and your pharmacist would know, and so would your health food store, what these products were. Um, It's not my role to uh, preach the name of products, but products with arnica and the oleoresin of capsicum in them um, are well known, readily available as liniments or sprays, and they do work. They do work. I had a little bit to do with the development of one of those products. So uh, you're in Brankston. You've got a pharmacy there, haven't you? Yeah, we do, yeah. Well, go to the pharmacist and tell them I've spoken to you about a product that's well known uh, as a a lotion or a liniment that contains arnica and capsicum. Um, Discuss with him my suggestion that you give this a try or the preparation known as Zostrix. I'm sure he would have that because that's very frequently prescribed for the pain associated with with shingles. Look, that's a little bit of help perhaps for you. Um, If you were to do that, I think you would owe it to your GP or those managing you or your your son to uh, um, let them know what you intend to do so that they could note it and, and monitor any improvement. I don't guarantee it, but if I was in that situation... I'd happily go down the pathway of that treatment. Yeah, yeah. Well, I definitely will. I'm on my way home now. I'll call into the chemist, and yep. I will let his doctor know and the specialist. Now, if, um, if your if your pharmacist uh, wants to know, um, he can ring my rooms at New Lambton. I'll talk about it with your pharmacist, and you can tell him that. Okay. All the very best with that. And uh, our very last call for today, Dennis, comes from Max. From Stroud. You've got a question about a particular product, Max. Yes, I do. Hello, Max. Yeah, good day, Dennis. How are you? I'm good. I shouldn't that's say good. good, I'm well. <laughs> oh, yeah, I actually can't have any fun being, being good, can you? Um, so I was um, reading here a little while back, and um, it's a product made, it was um, developed by a Dr. Grumby in America, who was mm. one, in the, one of the leading heart surgeons in America in the world and um, it's called essential red it's made up from a lot of exotic berries and uh, blueberries but some yes. other um, yes. exotic berries yes. well um, he first came across it if I come to see him and um, with his all his test results and said what can you do for me and he said I can do nothing um, you've probably only got weeks to live and he said can't you test me again I've been taking all these berries as a consequence the bloke was able to be operated on, and it um, actually had stripped um, a lot of the plaque and everything in his veins and that. But my question about is, one, I've been trying to source it, and two, um, it said it's very good for building your energy, gives you a lot of energy. If you could get some information for me, Max, and send it to my rooms, I'll have a look at the constituents. I think it would be very bold to say that a preparation like this could could clear uh, vascular plaque. 
But uh, send me the information. I'll have a look at it and give you an opinion. Oh, you never know. We might be onto something really new there. Thanks for your call, Max. And a bit of follow-up with Dennis would be really good. And Max, our last caller for today. Uh, good so we look mm. was indeed, indeed some great questions. Yeah. We look forward to your company again next Friday after the midday news for Health Naturally. Thank you, Dennis Stewart. Thank you, Jane. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.